Hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Loves a good rescue story, don't we? Where, where someone's in an inescapable situation and can't rescue themselves, but suddenly a hero comes along and saves the day. But wouldn't you agree that, that when we watch these stories or we hear these stories, for some reason we subconsciously identify with the hero? Uh, we, we want to be the one who saves the day. We, we want to believe if we found ourselves in a dangerous situation, we'd react with great bravery and heroics. We want to believe that we'd run into the burning building or, or that we'd pull the person from the wreckage of the car crash, that, that we'd climb the tree to rescue the cat, which I would argue that person isn't the hero in the story. That person is the villain. Leave the cat in the tree. There's a reason why dogs don't get trapped in trees, because they're awesome. Anybody who knows me knows that I, I'm not, oh my gosh, I'm not a cat person. Yet somehow that person is always the hero. And we've heard, we've heard the rescue stories, stories of great heroics, and we have encapsulated ourselves in this heroic nature. But I would like to propose to you today, what if rather than subconsciously identifying as the hero in those stories, you identified as the victim, as the person who needs to be saved. Hey, hi, and welcome to Chew On That. My name is Nancy, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. This week, we're discussing a sermon from our series on the book of Ephesians, which is really digging into our identity in Christ. And Pastor Sean shared this message uh, just a couple days ago, and it's titled, In Christ, I Am Saved. So we'll talk about that today. And our guest is Andrea Mayer. Hello. Hi, Andrea. Hi. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. This is so much fun. I feel like we always see each other in passing, and we know like little bits about each other. But then when you do a podcast like this on such like a big topic. This is a big topic. It's quite big. Yes. I mean, I am saved. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big thing. First time I think, here. Just yeah. dive in. <laughs> just dive right mm -hmm. in. Get cut to the chase, mm -hmm. right? Um, but like, tell us a little bit about yourself and your Jesus journey and being at Life Church. Uh, yeah, being at Life Church, and I, you know, I love that you and I say that we see each other in passing, and but serving on a creative team is really how I've gotten involved here, and I love that. Um, and then also, I'm a part of Catalyst, so youth group here, and get to see you and your kids, mm -hmm. which is great, and your awesome husband. Yes. Um, but on the day to day, I have run a business. I run an interior design business, and then also am a teacher in some spare time at Technical <laughs> College for <sighs> other baby interior designers. And so. you've been doing that for a long time. I was so I surprised think, when yeah, I heard that three, four years yeah, through COVID, which that's so cool. Yeah, big deal. And so. you teach interior design. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, business, how to run a business, which. I just tell them all the things that I've maybe screwed up on to hopefully prevent them from screwing up on some things. All but the things that you've learned. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely in all of your life experience. experiences. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what's your, um, because we're talking about being saved, mm -hmm. um, what is your, like, and we'll probably get into this in like a few different clips because if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do is we take the message that Pastor Sean preached in Green Bay um, and we like pull little bits and pieces, golden nuggets, let's call them. <laughs> yep. And we um, really just dive into like what that message was about and what pastor talked about and then kind of how it relates in our life and maybe in your life as a listener. 
Um, and we'll get into one that talks about spiritual heritage, but yes. just for better understanding going into this conversation, how did you, like, what is your spiritual heritage? Like, how did you grow up? Did you grow up in the church? Did you grow up yeah. non-denominational? I definitely, I grew up in the church. I, my parents had the battle of Catholic versus Lutheran, so I know okay, that yeah. um, we've talked about a few of those topics at Life Church recently yeah. in the Satan Sinner um, sermon, but mm-hmm. I grew up Methodist, so pretty like just normal, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Very easy, um, connected, and that's how I started playing piano in church. Okay. And then I was thinking about, too, when I first asked you know, Jesus into my life. I, I don't think I ever knew that I had to do that until I was approached and asked if I had, and I was at a summer camp. I was at Camp Forest Springs, Rib Lake, Wisconsin. It's a Bible camp and week long camp that I always struggled with because I would get so homesick. And so I would like latch on to my camp counselor. And I think (laughs) one year she just asked me if I had been saved. And I don't think I knew what that was even growing up in a church. And this had to be fifth, sixth grade. Um, growing up in the church, I just didn't know that that was actually a part of the process. So I don't know if there was anything that specifically changed in that moment. Mm -hmm. I think that things started to mean a little bit more in prayer and in, in worship and, and how I went to church and attended church. But, um, it's been, it's been definitely a part of my life, church and and so, everything. so did you go to a Lutheran church or you went to a Methodist went church? Went to a Methodist church. Okay. Yes. So that the Methodist church was like a little bit of a happy medium between Catholic and Lutheran. Yes, it <laughs> for was. For your family. Especially with, you know, I think that's an even, even further generational is like my grandparents yes. and my, my mom's parents, my dad's parents. The, yeah. the Catholic and Lutheran was quite a thing and yeah. I think still can be. I think it is too. And I yeah. think even growing up in Green Bay, mm-hmm. it's a very, uh, very Catholic mm-hmm. area. And I grew up Lutheran. So okay. my husband grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just like, in for me growing up, it was just very traditional. Like this mm-hmm. is just what you do. Yep. And so like you go to church and you sing your hymns and you do confirmation or mm-hmm. um, different things like that. And yeah. I think for me, it was also a summer camp mm-hmm. where I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we'll get into that a little bit because like one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest questions is, do you need to be rescued? Do you need to be saved? And what does that, and what does that mean to you? Or um, how do you get to the point of recognizing mm-hmm. maybe that that is something that you need? Mm-hmm. So let's dive into the first clip and kind of go from there. And so he got in his own boat and he, he rode out there and he realized something that every lifeguard has discovered. He, he put his oar in the water and had me grab the oar and he pulled me into his boat with his oar because he understood if a person doesn't want to be rescued, they're dangerous. And they will unknowingly or unintentionally pull down anyone or anything in their proximity in an effort to save themselves. And yet for whatever reason, spiritually, we feel like we have this necessity to rescue ourselves. But the Bible is one gigantic rescue story. It is one big story of salvation. And when we get to this book of Ephesians, the great apostle Paul, he talks about two approaches that people have always taken towards salvation. That people have always and will always try to be saved either by grace or saved by works. And sadly, more people try to be saved by works than try to be saved 
by grace. And being saved by works is wrapped up in this idea of identifying ourselves as the hero in the story. And so we try to save ourselves. We have this idea if we do enough good, if we behave enough, if we shape up enough, if we change this one thing, if we stop doing this or start doing that, we'll be saved. Okay, so in that clip, it was a little bit long, but there's like two giant points. Um, the first point being, uh, if, if you don't want to be saved, just let yourself drown, I guess, mm -hmm. like in that scenario. And then the second point being um, works, you know, being saved in works. Mm -hmm. So the first part, he talks about the story when he was essentially drowning mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> in, in a pond, mm -hmm. right? And his father-in-law uh, extended an oar mm -hmm. and he reached for it. And that's what, that was him mm -hmm. um, being saved. And I think it's interesting because he says, uh, you know, if someone doesn't want to be saved, then they're actually dangerous and they're going to pull you down. Right. So it comes back to this question of do you, do you think, do you want, or do you need to be rescued? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I wrote down, or even just in notes from, from the sermon. From mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, is it an, is it necessary to rescue ourselves then too? So in that yeah. like a need want basis, mm -hmm. um, and I think it can translate over into like a gentle nudge, or that you don't. Sometimes you don't know you need rescuing. Right is yeah. kind of how I looked right. at it. Is that and only will you realize it if someone is extending mm -hmm. a hand or extending some way to help. Yeah, actually, that's a really great point, and I think for for everyone, it's this point of, okay, do I, do I recognize that I'm drowning? Mm -hmm. Do I recognize that I'm broken and that I need saving? Mm -hmm. uh, and then what does that look like? Am I going to cry out for help? Because sometimes, you know, as other Jesus people, we can see that cry for help and we can extend the oar mm -hmm. to that person. Or like what you said, um, when that's extended, then you're like, oh, I didn't realize that I, that I needed this. Yeah. Cause I think that takes a lot of strength too. identifying, you know, he talked about being saved by works, being identified, and then you're identified as the hero Yeah, and it's so hard to identify yourself as the victim mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah. because it, in the point where you don't know you're needing to be rescued, right. you are the victim and someone, someone can help you like, right. and, and that's someone in this case is, is God and being mm -hmm. saved through Jesus and yeah. I think that's just huge. Yeah, I love what he talked about. I think it was at the end of that clip, right? About we identify ourselves as the hero, which means that we're um, we're working hard to be the one that saves ourselves. I'm doing all of the right things. Mm -hmm. um, and then do you recognize, and we'll get into that a little bit of like, do you recognize what you're being saved from? Mm -hmm. um, but in in talking about what it looks like to not be the hero, um, I think sometimes we decide that we're just going to be the supporting role. Mm -hmm. um, and if we and if we choose to be the supporting role, that's great. Um, but what about what about um, downplaying our role as well? Like you also don't want to put yourself in this position of, um, you know, actually not like what am I trying to say? 
you don't, you don't want to own the identity of being a victim too much. Cause then you're right. just going to be like, Oh, just woe is me. Leave me in my goo. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get saved. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe also the wrong choice, you know, yeah. because that's also a choice to right. just sit there and right. nothing. Exactly. And not, not move forward. Which yeah. I, is that's even a whole nother state of, of <laughs> mind, I think. Um, so yeah, I think the choice of being rescued or, yeah sitting in and being a victim is and being a victim. Cause I could see taking that the other direction of like, okay, if I'm not the hero, then I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. But then also getting into this victim mentality of like, well, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where it's a happy medium of like, okay, maybe you're not the hero. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not just a supporting role of like, I'll just do what I'm told, mm-hmm. but maybe you take that up a notch and you're the, you're the main character and you own the fact that I I do need help. Mm-hmm. I do need saving. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of looking at it that way instead of like, oh, that's just what I, that's just <laughs> yeah. what, <it> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, yeah, where, where do, um, like at the end, he talked about works. Mm-hmm. And being I feel like that's a, works. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, being saved through grace, one of the connections that I made, you know, we're saved by grace to do his works. Yes. And I think I've only, and I think I've realized that more, or it's become more of a realization, mm-hmm. being on a worship team and being in a team where um, where I've learned to worship differently. I've learned that that's what I'm here to do, and maybe mm-hmm. it's not always perfect, um, mm-hmm. but it's you're giving the opportunity to maybe extend something to someone that you don't know needs it. Right, um, right. Instead of just doing the work of or doing it as like, a, Oh, I know how to play piano. <laughs> yeah. I can just play piano. Right. And it's just, and you're not doing the work to try to earn anything mm-hmm. and you're get doing praise for right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that perspective. Like I, I grew up without much of a, a spiritual heritage, which was simultaneously good and bad. Good because I didn't have any presuppositions bad because I was ignorant. Some of you, on the other hand, you have a deep spiritual heritage, which can also be simultaneously good and bad. Good because you have a working knowledge of who God is. Bad because for a lot of you, that knowledge is flawed when it comes to salvation. So because of that, you're living in a works mentality. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to propose to you a second option. You could be either saved by works or you can be saved, as Paul says, in Christ. You are not saved by works. You are saved by grace. Yeah, so we touched on that a little bit already um, as far as like being saved by grace versus being saved by works. But I do feel like um, maybe part of that spiritual heritage and just like how you were raised and growing up, does it feel like a, well, if you're a good person, right. if you do all of the right things, mm-hmm. like what does that look like for you as far as like maybe what you grew up learning or what that means mm-hmm. in doing good works? And I, I think that from a good work standpoint, I think that the people that are honestly doing things out of the goodness of their heart, they're not looking for praise in the end. They're not looking for thanks Mm-hmm. You know, I, from a, my dad was also a teacher. So coming from the teacher yeah. perspective and yeah. 
going to his retirement and seeing how many people loved him and how many people benefited from him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he went out or he chose to do what he does for that sort of recognition. Yeah, for sure. So I think that led a lot into my life, which translated over into church. It was a very small church Mm -hmm. that I went to and everyone had to have a role. Everyone that was a member also had a role to do something. So I think that um, it was never ingrained just to, that you had to do something. It was just part of what you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like some of the, um, some of the works mentality comes in this feeling like we need to control our salvation. Mm -hmm. Like, do we feel like it's in our hands Mm -hmm. And like, if we do, if we serve and if we do this and if we do that, if we work enough, Mm -hmm. uh, do we try to justify that we're in control of being saved or are we willing to take the back seat and kind of be a little bit more hands off as like, oh, we're not in control. Mm -hmm. And do you really trust him to save you? Right. Because it's not, it's not on us. Right. A hundred percent not on us. Because I think pastor also said that about, or is it being close to unholiness or something that is holy? Yeah. When you become saved, right. It's taking you away from kind of like this unholiness that is, is being without God. Right. And I mean, that's, that's huge. And that's heavy, especially coming from, I mean, me where I like to control a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Having my own business (laughs) gives me that, but um, you can't at all. Yeah. And then what does that, what does that look like for you in, in the sense of works? I know for me, um, like feeling like I'm doing enough mm-hmm. or maybe feeling like I'm never doing enough. Mm-hmm. And really that's something that I need to let go of mm-hmm. because it's not on me to make sure that X, Y, Z happens. Right. Or, and, and am I, Am I justifying um, maybe not fully relying on God for things because I'm doing the works? Mm-hmm. Like, are the works my justification? Right. And are they the right works? Is that, right. you know, I wrote, I wrote down, you can't rescue you from yourself. But yeah. oh, because over my thing that I would need to be rescued from is over committing to other things that don't let me do the works for God that mm-hmm. that I've been given and that could potentially save someone else. I right. think so that's, but then that's heavy on me too. Yeah. So then what do you, what do you kind of give, give up and what do you become rescued from? Yeah. And what are you willing to let go of and fully surrender? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's work or maybe that's a relationship or maybe that's Finances. I mean, finances. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it in so many areas of my life where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, I keep making this motion with my hand <laughs> that I'm like grasping, something up. Yeah, yes. that I'm like grasping onto something. And like, what am I too close to that really I, I need to literally be more hands off mm-hmm. with my finances and, and do the 10% tithe right. and trust that God's got it Mm -hmm. because that ultimately like that's how we should be living in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So then when you look at all different areas of your life, what are you, what are you holding on too closely to? Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe making that feel like that's what, that's what's going to get you saved. Right. 
That's not how we're supposed to operate. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, because that's it's not all, how it's supposed to go. It's all supposed to be for him. But yeah. if it's hard enough for us to grasp <laughs> right. the small pieces, giving up the small pieces, yeah. how can you give him the whole picture? The whole picture. A truly surrender of all of it. I have a note here that um the pastor referenced uh when your phone needs to be charged. Yes. And it's dying and it's dying and it's dying, and then you plug it in mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. Connected to the source. Mm-hmm. And that was so like, because everybody can can relate to that because Definitely. you're like, oh my gosh, my phone's dying. Mm-hmm. I need to plug it in. Mm-hmm. You plug it in and you're like instantly relieved. Yes. How many of us are like when we're not connected mm-hmm. and when we're not surrendered and and acknowledging the fact that you need to be connected to the source, mm-hmm. you need to be relying on God to sustain you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of us are like, oh, we don't, we're fine how we are. Right. We're dying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the same thing. Like, <laughs> like if you're functioning, I had it last night. If you're functioning on a laptop, that mine was slowly going down because it yeah. wasn't charging. It wasn't plugged yeah. in from like 20% to 14% to 9%. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what all can I get done in the last oh 20%? Gosh. But if you apply it to life. That's so good. If you knew you were dying. Yeah. It, it, rightfully so. Not in, yeah. in a sad sort of way. But no. if you knew that what your end date was, what would you all try and do Yeah, in that, that small period of time? Right. So why aren't we looking at it from that perspective? Right. We're, we're dying mm-hmm. and we need to get, mm-hmm. we need to get charged. Mm-hmm. We need to get plugged in. Yeah. And the only way to do all, all of it is through being charged to yes. the source, connected yeah. to the source. Exactly. That's so good. Mind blowing. <laughs> You were dead in the trespasses and sins. And I read that and I go, trespasses, hmm. That's, that's an interesting analogy, but what's it mean? Uh, here's what trespass means. It means being somewhere you shouldn't be. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, it means that God drew a line or, or he created a boundary and you stepped over that line or over that boundary. And the Bible is full of boundary lines and when we're in trespasses that means we're in a place we shouldn't be doing something we shouldn't be doing and it's not just the obvious things that we think of either Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> the obvious oh yeah this is a very um convicting message mm-hmm. because there are so many different points in each of these clips and even just throughout the, the whole message i feel like we could have broken it into like a five week mm-hmm. <laughs> series just from the one sermon. yeah just from the one sermon because there are so many different things to like really force yourself to reflect on mm-hmm. in what that looks like yeah. uh for you so he talked about um trespasses mm-hmm. and um what are things that you don't want other people to know about yeah and I'm not going to be like, let's air yeah, our let's dirty laundry, shall it. we? <laughs> but in the same point, I said, if it wasn't a boundary, you wouldn't have to destroy the evidence. And that is something oh. that, that is a direct line from him from first service when mm-hmm. I was there. And I wrote that down like in all caps. And that it, it's just so true. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no one would say it. You know, no one would yeah. say what it actually is for I them. Mean, and it's yeah. going to be different for everyone. Right. So you don't, we don't need to air our dirty laundry. <laughs> no. Um because we all, I think even as a listener, you can probably, you probably have something that might um, be at top of mind right away. Right away. Mm-hmm. That you know that you wouldn't want somebody to see the evidence of. Mm-hmm. Um, but even 
even taking it down a couple levels from like that big thing that's in, in your mind or that only you and God know about, mm-hmm. um, there's small things too. Mm-hmm. There are the, and quote unquote small, right? Because mm-hmm. sin is sin. Right. Um, but I think one of, like he gave some examples in his message, images on your phone. Yeah. Eating mm-hmm. a cheeseburger before, before dinner, dinner mm-hmm. and throwing up, like that's where the evidence thing came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you, are you deleting messages? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to hide something, even finances? I mean, there are so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes we look at sin as like, well, I'm not, I'm not murdering anyone. Right. The big things. You know, the big things that I think he comes up with, like adultery or, you know, cheating in a marriage, which I think is just, it's so common today. So I think that pops up for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Overspending, I think just, yeah, the big things are right there, but the little things that lead to that day on a day to day. Right. And that's where the boundaries come in Mm -hmm. of, do you have boundaries for yourself? We all have boundaries for other people because it's easier sometimes to put the boundaries on someone else mm-hmm. than it is on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of that looks like just are you accountable to people? Mm-hmm. Do do you communicate the things that you need to communicate with people um, as far as like maybe sharing the evidence so that they can hold you to those boundaries? Right. That's like when you get a personal trainer and they tell you to write down all the food you ate during <laughs> yeah. the day. It's really exciting. And you're like, I don't want to write that that. I did, that I (laughs) had a recess cup on the way here, (laughs) you know, and they're like, so are you going to put that in your log? (laughs) Yes. We really know where the problem is then, you know, then I think it just, it does hold yourself. You can hold yourself accountable or other people because it's easier to see it when it's laying right out in front of you. Yeah. Rather than avoiding the topic. Right. It's definitely not necessarily comfortable either. Mm -mm. Um, speaking of Reese's peanut butter cups, mm-hmm. because you said that you had one, mm-hmm. I saw you eat it. Yes. I told you I, yes. It, yeah. I was eating it. <laughs> and so you, so if your personal trainer is listening to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll know. He'll, yeah. He always <laughs> it's, knows. I mean, it's going to get plugged in. Do you ever get those messages that say like, I saw that you had a soda yesterday. Like what happened? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because it comes from a place, my planning just comes from a place of like, if I want it, I'm going to have it. And mm-hmm. I just have to make up for it somewhere else. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. See, or that's and then why that, I'm working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, isn't it funny though? Because even that, like if you look at your sin, you can justify. I'm not saying you're justifying your eating, oh. but if you look at your sin, you'd be like, well, I did this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the works comes in, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you can yes. use your works to justify something that you maybe shouldn't have done or you shouldn't have thought about or or something you ate that, right? And so then it kind of turns into like a, oh, well, I'm going to do this to make it okay. I totally, I'm saying that because I've done the same thing well, as yeah. far as like I had a personal <laughs> trainer and I had a, I used to love Mountain Dew, like mm-hmm. Mountain Dew and Skittles. Oh my gosh, Whoa. the purple, I know that it's just sugar. just a recipe for <laughs> hyperaction. I know it really is. Get a lot of work done. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if I wouldn't have stopped? I probably would be crazy, but- Crazier than I already, <laughs> but I would do a uh, Mountain Dew and the purple bag, the mixed berry mm. bag of Skittles. Oh my god, it gosh. is the better bag. Oh my gosh, Superior it is so flavors. good. Um, anyways, what was my point in saying that? I would put it in my oh, fitness pal trainer. thing, mm-hmm. and my personal yep. trainer would be like, "What happened? 
Mm-hmm. But then it was calling me out on like, why, what, what was I yes. depending on? Why and was I? They asked you the hard questions like, why did you eat that Reese's cup? And I, I was like, know. well, just because I was on a stressful phone call for the last yeah. hour and a half. I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Well, what were you stressed out about? <laughs> and, then and, it's where, like, and where? What yeah. else? It's exactly why we were talking about journey to wholeness before this. Right. Because it's just the choice to ask the hard question. Yeah. Which sometimes we don't ask so- and are yourself. you are you willing to really look mm-hmm. at the things that you're doing mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be doing? And I think you had some notes too about the omission mm-hmm. or commission. Commission or the difference between yeah sins of yep sins of commission, which things that we did that we should not have done mm-hmm. versus omission, which was what we should have done but didn't do. Yeah, because we know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as it's, humans it's we do both. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, because a lot of times I think from like an omission standpoint, something that we should have done, you know, even like I saw, even at church on Sunday, I saw a couple people that I've prayed for and prayed with in the past. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I should just go check in. But then I like saw someone else and got distracted or I didn't go check in. So then even like that feels like a little bit of like, oh, I didn't do enough for that person. So it's, you know, that's the should have the sort should of mentality have. Yeah. instead of the commission, which is it's a, we're on a daily basis. We're going through like the sins that we shouldn't have done. Right. You know, thought that thought or road rage, like pastor often refers to, <laughs> yeah. which I'm um, guilty of as well. So, yeah. you know, tailgating someone until they move, it's probably not the right oh thing my to gosh. do. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and those are those little things that you're like, eh. Oh, well, oh. yeah. <laughs> you brush it off. It, I made it home okay. Right. Yeah, not you a know. big deal. Mm-hmm. But then I I like your point about the commission thing because I think that sometimes there are things that we we just hesitate about and, and don't realize that by not doing what we, that's the Holy Spirit in us mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. yeah, that is what you should, like that's God using the Holy Spirit to say, yeah, talk to that person, mm-hmm. check in on that person, mm-hmm. see how they're doing. And then to not do that, I guess I get, mm-hmm. I mean, in this, in this case, that's a sin and it's hard to, well, and just to, to bring it, that. bring it back to the beginning of what we were talking about. Maybe that person needs to be rescued. Yeah. Maybe we're the and one we're reaching, the one. we're the one with the or mm-hmm. and not in like a Jesus complex by no. any means, but no. like we're the one extending the hand mm-hmm. and by not doing that, we're, mm-hmm. we're not doing the works that God has yeah. commissioned us to do. Mm-hmm. Is it a sin to blank, generally followed by something that they want to do? And and so let me oversimplify it before I deepen it. Sin is anything Jesus wouldn't do. Sin is something you wouldn't do if Jesus was right next to you. And our kids, we talk about that to our kids all the time. Hey, would you do that if Jesus was in the room? If Jesus was right next to you, would you say that? Would you watch that? Would you be on that site? Would you post that? Would you reply to that? Would you respond to that? Would you, would you? If Jesus was right next to you, would you? I don't know what the last part would of you? that, would you? Yeah. <laughs> if Jesus was right next to you, would, would you? you? Dot, 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 fill in the blank. Yeah, really. And we kind of talked about this already. I didn't realize that this was, this was what the next clip was. Queuing this up. Yeah, we're just queuing it up. So ready for we're it. We're that good. <laughs> we're such professionals <laughs> at podcasting. Um, but, it, but it is that question of if Jesus was right next to you, would you do it? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the evidence thing. It goes back to kind of what we referenced about the omission and commission. And I just think, uh, 
he, he says this, I don't remember if it was in that clip. You tell your kids, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh yeah. But really don't do anything that you wouldn't want Jesus to know about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, especially in a lot of, you know, and pastor Sean even made that comment about what was it about his, uh, his friend that said he needed to be saved. Yeah. You know, he was asking him for something else at yeah. the time and it was probably the wrong oh, scenario. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, but like <laughs> even in a, in a now day and age, I think even from being a, being a teacher or being a, used to be a coach, yeah. you know, from a standpoint of would it be okay if like the people that you coached or the people that you taught saw what you were doing mm-hmm. and just apply it to the, to the same thing with Jesus. Yeah. Cause that's even, yeah. you know, yes, right. the same sort of mindset. Because if you're going to lead with mm-hmm. influence and yeah. claim to be a Jesus person, mm-hmm. what is, what is that showing to other people mm-hmm. and how are you leading by example in that way too? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think of I think of that statement of uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do to my kids, mm-hmm. and just on that next level of like things that you don't think are are sins, mm-hmm. and then you know to teach that and right. to explain some of that to the kids. My my oldest is thirteen, and I kind of love that she is now in these services mm-hmm. to hear some of like these big concepts. Yeah, but it's so much to grasp at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute. She, I told her that uh, I was hosting the podcast this week and she was like, I have so many notes. Oh, cool. And she had so many notes, but one of, one of them was also, um, don't dive head first into, into a pool. Into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, I mean, a, I appreciate the notes. It's very <laughs> important. Great. Yeah. It's a very important note if she's it's, never thought about it's that It's a great before. note. And maybe there's more to, maybe that meant more to her even than, mm-hmm. and then what I'm thinking. But, mm-hmm. um, just, I mean, the, the overall sins thing, like there's just a lot of, there's a lot that you can reflect on on that. Mm-hmm. And big and small. Clip. Yeah, mm-hmm. big and small. Let's see what this next clip is. But God, mm, you could live your life upon those two words. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved grace that's unmerited favor you didn't deserve it and you can't earn it it's not by good works it's by God works you're saved by grace why for by grace you have been saved through faith and this isn't your own doing it's the gift of God it's not the result of works so that no one can boast For you are his workmanship. One version says you are his masterpiece. And you are his masterpiece. There's there's a couple different points in there that I know we wanted to to touch on. Did you have something? I saw you writing some notes. Um, Just back to the, you know, that we can't earn it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that we can't boast over what we do and, and what, so it's it's just it's cyclic it's circular circular mm-hmm. cyclical yeah One sure of both of them circle goes on around <laughs> circular um, but you know we're saved to do good works mm-hmm. but we are not boasting about them and we can't and even though we're doing them it doesn't earn us a spot so back to what to you were mm-hmm. saying before is that as much as we can't do or if we're making up for something we thought we did or didn't do yeah right it's that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the other way around, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, 
uh, there was something that he said, oh, at the beginning, at the beginning of the clip. And I, I wish that for some of these, I, we could just like interject mm-hmm. <laughs> while it's playing mm-hmm. because he started it by saying, but God, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that like reflective thought of mm, those two words, because I think it really does this whole, I'm, I am saved mm-hmm. could be, you know, uh, summarized in like a, but God, Mm -hmm. because really, I mean, in all of this, we're, we're saved by him through Christ. Uh, the second part of what he said, um, was grace's unmerited favor. Um, and for by grace, you've been saved through faith and this is not by your own doing. It's the gift of God, Mm -hmm. not a result of work so that no one can boast for where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So I loved the way that he explained it at the end of the message was um, this whole time I've been telling you, you can't be saved by good works, right? But then in the end, he's like, you're saved for good works. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like after? And what are some areas for you specifically? And then, I mean, as a listener, you can think about this too. Mm -hmm. What are some areas that you need to look differently at and apply God's grace in Mm -hmm. And realizing that this is actually, this is the good work that I'm for. And you mentioned it before. And, and yeah. just and being on worship team, yeah. I think has been huge because I have also gotten, it's also given me the chance to connect with people and see that their journeys aren't perfect either. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times, or it's, it's quite intimidating to come up and be a part of the worship team because it looks so amazing from the outside and the, and the presentation and all the production or practice mm-hmm. and it goes into a production and, you know, I hold it to such a high standard of, you know, that we are a part of that and that we have to do, that's what we're doing every single Sunday. But mm-hmm. you, when we pray about it on Sundays, you know, when we gather, there's such like a, these little mini devotions in it every Sunday that I love yeah. that you, we talk about it all the time is that, you're put on that stage to maybe help someone go through something that they, they haven't talked about. They haven't reached mm-hmm. out for help yet. So I think that that has been a huge realization. And then to seeing now in youth group, seeing kids learn how to worship yeah. and maybe surrender mm-hmm. because I feel like they, it, it's stressful and there's just such a different vulnerability yeah. in worship that we don't get like, even hearing you read that again, mm-hmm. I've probably heard it now three or four times since Sunday and, mm-hmm. and thinking about it and, and talking about it. But it's just so different when you and you hear it and you break it down and you go slower yeah. and you repeat <laughs> it. Um, so I think that's where something that like personally, the grace that I need in my life is to, is to slow down and think about it. Yeah. Because only after numerous times of being on worship team or being on platform and being in youth group with my eighth graders mm-hmm. that I'm trying to lead, um, do you start to realize all of these things? Yeah. And I've been a Christian for, I mean, I've been saved long since third or fourth grade. And like Pastor Sean said, I think he said he's been saved for 25 years. So uh-huh. we're probably about the same. Yeah. But our journeys have been so different. Yeah. And I didn't realize it. I don't realize it. I still don't until it's hammered into my head. And then you realize it's not the same for everyone, Correct. but we're all, we're all saved by grace. And that grace looks different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is that extension? And, and I, I just love at the beginning, that whole or analogy. I feel like we probably could have even carried it through each of these segments yeah. because that is that grace. Mm-hmm. That is that extension of, mm-hmm. I'm going to 
I'm going to grab onto that. And that's what I'm going to use to save me. And that's God. Yes. That's that grace through Christ. And that's also, yeah, the choice, like we've said. Yeah. And we have to choose that. Mm -hmm. I love hearing you talk about serving and I love hearing you talk about, um, what an impact that makes in your Jesus journey, Mm -hmm. because, uh, we try to make sure that that's an opportunity um, as a church that helps us to connect and like yeah. disciple. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really cool to hear how some of those smaller moments make such a big impact. And, and it does for all of us, mm-hmm. like that prayer in circle time or that mm-hmm. prayer with pastor, yeah. you know, there's like a couple different, <laughs> there's probably three yeah, different moments in the back yeah. too. Mm-hmm. because, you know, we've, we have like a couple different scenarios where we have, um, creative prayer and like having those devotions and like what you said about worship and, and needing to like say those words in worship and really believe that, Mm -hmm. but then encouraging our congregation and our people to, Mm -hmm. to believe those things. And, and, you know, like what we talked about to really surrender and let go and trust and know that God is, God is there for them Mm -hmm. and there to save them. I just, I love hearing you talk about that stuff. Thanks. It's, it's been, it's been, I, it's been hugely eye opening. I think because I think I was also then led to help and and learn about all this mm-hmm. because then I was going to come up to something in my life that I really needed to rely, you know, a death in the family. Yeah. Really yeah. needed to rely on on God for. And it just mm-hmm. felt like it was such a less of a burden because I knew that all of these other people were maybe have gone through something similar yeah. and or have this grace story that they can extend their or right. to me. Yeah. When I needed it. So yeah, that's, that's- it's huge. Oh, that's great. The importance of community though, and the importance of like having other Jesus people. Right. Even when we talk about some of the things that are hard to talk about in this in this particular like last 40 minutes even to talk about some of those trespasses or sins or ways that you boundaries. work too much and boundaries and to have other Jesus people that you can uh rely on to hold those and to hold you accountable. Right to some of those things I think is so important too. So Definitely. thanks for being here. Well, thanks for it having me. It was really me. fun to have you on the podcast. And I think um, we, we might need to have you back. It's always a pleasure. Just because it would be really fun to talk some more mm-hmm. and talk again. This one in particular was like even more like there was a lot of weight to it. I feel Definitely like, you know, I mean, it's kind of subject. a big deal, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I mean, and feel free for the people listening, like reach out to us on yeah. Facebook or Instagram or anywhere because we'd love to to be somebody and to be people who can help uh, extend that or mm-hmm. and and not to save you but point you in the right direction yeah. to Cross be saved. Paths. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Chew On That. If you enjoyed this and think someone that you know may benefit from some of the topics that we talked about, please feel free to share the link on your social media platforms. We would love it also if you would rate and review this podcast so that more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. I'm Nancy, and we can't wait to talk to you again next week.